Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. We got a really fun story for you today. I'm a big fan of this story. Um, the idea for it came to me one day. It was just the title. It's Porge Gets a Girlfriend. And I, I told one of my friends, who is another teacher, um, he's actually Mr. M from the stories. I said, I have a great story. It's called Porge Gets a Girlfriend. And he said, what is it about? And I still didn't know, but I just love the title so much. Uh, and so it was one of those ones that I just started writing and then it just went from there. Sometimes you know the beginning, middle, and end before you begin. And sometimes you have like a sense of what's going to happen and then the story just takes you places. Uh, this one was one of those stories. Anyway, really like this story. Before we jump into the story, though, uh, I do have to announce the winner of our months-long, I think it's been two months, contest for the Sample the Green Book of Stories. So thank you to everyone who has sent in questions. You can still continue to send in questions, and I might be able to ask them on the podcast. Um, but thank you for people who sent in the questions and left the reviews. I have two winners right here, randomly selected. Uh, I feel like, I always feel bad when 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 you choose one, right? Because there are so many people that didn't win, but those people will still be able to read the Green Book of Stories. Uh, they just won't get the special sample copy. But there are two boys that will, so very exciting for those boys. The first one is um, one that sent in a voice question, and his name was Luca, and I believe he's from California. So, Luca, if you're listening to this, uh, send me an email on the contact page of my website with your address, and then we'll get you your sample. So, Luca was the first one. And then the second winner was someone who had left a review on the podcast, uh, and his name was, well, his, his reviewer name was Echo Will F. Host. And he said, my name is Will, and I'm a fifth grade boy from Texas. So if you are Echo Will F. Host, <laughs> Will Fost, is that how you say that? Well, he left a review on July 1st, and the review was titled Great Stories, which, okay, good title for a review. Thank you, Will. Will, you are a winner, and Luca, you are a winner. If by the time that the next podcast has come around, one or both of those boys have not contacted me, I will choose another boy from the pool of everyone who's sending questions and stories and reviews. But those two boys have won. So congratulations, you're going to get a sample of the Green Book of Stories. Very exciting. Everyone else, you're going to get a copy of the Green Book of Stories. You just have to pay for it. <laughs> it's okay, it's not that expensive. But hey, you know what? It's worth it. It's worth every cent. I hope so, because I've been working on it. But you guys are tired of hearing about the Green Book of Stories. We're just going to jump into Porge Gets a Girlfriend. Here is Porge Gets a Girlfriend. Porge told Jake in strict confidence during morning lineup with two extra pinky swears of secrecy. So, naturally, by lunchtime, the whole class knew. Porge had a girlfriend. I didn't want anyone to find out, Porge mumbled, fighting back a smile as he dipped his carrot in hummus. Just leave me alone. Yeah, what's the big deal, said Greg. I've had like three girlfriends before. It's not that great. She doesn't mind that you're fat, asked Jake. No, Porge snapped back, because I'm not. I'm not fat. What's her name, wondered Albert. I can't tell you, Porge said. It's a secret. 
I bet it's his mom, said Jake. It's not my mom, Porge insisted. Have you been on, like, a date? Timmy asked. Not yet, Porge said, but we'll plan in one. Maybe to, like, play video games or something? Take her to a movie, Greg assured him. Jicks dig movies. Do they? said Porge. He was clearly in over his head. Oh yeah, Greg said confidently. But you gotta watch out because they always cry. So bring tissues or something. They like it when you're prepared. Oh, okay, Porge said, nodding. Or when she cries, said Jeffrey with a giggle, you can put your arm around her. Ew, what? said Porge, turning red. Why? Like, like snuggle and stuff, said Jeffrey, giggling harder. <laughs> and then smooch! Gross! yelled Greg. Jeffrey, that's disgusting, said Jake. Why would you say that, said Porge. What kind of a person are you? Who even thinks of that, sicko? Nasty, never. That's literally the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. I can't even imagine. Porge put his uneaten lunch back into his box, looking queasy. I'm not hungry anymore, he mumbled. Jeffrey looked around and regretted his social transgression. I mean, he said in a smaller voice, that's what they do in the movies. Real life is not like movies, scoffed Greg. Jeez, Jeffrey, you're so gullible. Leo sat down next to Timmy, late for lunch. During class that morning, he'd advanced, then passionately defended... The theoretical position that all homework should be considered optional until proven mandatory. Mr. L held him back to make it clear that this position, however theoretical, was unacceptable. Hey, Leo, said Timmy. Did you hear? Porge has a girlfriend. Really, said Leo. Is it his mom? It's not my mom, Porge insisted again. Gotta be, remarked Jake. She's the only one that can put up with the fatness. Leo nodded as if this made perfect sense as he bit into his peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Maya doesn't care about my fatness, Porch snapped back. Leo coughed and peanut butter and jelly sprayed all over the table. Because she doesn't think I'm fat, Porch continued on a roll. She thinks I'm well proportioned. I know this because yesterday she said I was cute. At this last word... The entire table burst out laughing. Jeffrey laughed the loudest, glad the negative attention was no longer on him. The boys shook their heads as they left the cafeteria, stunned that such a good guy as Porge could descend to these depths of shame. Porge reddened and followed them out, arguing that it was cool to have a girlfriend, and people had girlfriends all the time, and they were all just jealous, but the boys only laughed harder. Except Leo. He sat at the empty lunch table and stared. Timmy waited in line to be picked up for kickball when he saw Leo jogging over to him. I need to talk to you, Leo said. Now. Timmy left the field. He followed Leo behind a corner of the classroom. Did you hear what Porge said at lunch? Leo whispered once he was certain no one could overhear. About his new girlfriend? Yeah, <laughs> Timmy giggled. She thinks he's cute. Stop laughing. That's not what I'm talking about. Timmy caught himself. 
Was that fear in his friend's voice? What's wrong with Porch having a girlfriend? He wondered. Nothing except this, said Leo. It's Maya. Timmy paused. Leo's words, though dramatically uttered, did not have their intended effect. Yeah, so? Timmy said. You know Maya. Sure I do. She's in our neighborhood. I like her. She's nice. Nice? Nice? Timmy, listen. Maybe, just maybe, some girls are nice. Like one in a hundred. But I've played with Maya. I know Maya. Maya is evil. Pure evil. I'm not sure what she's up to, but I'm 100% certain she does not think Porge is cute. Not at all. She's plotting something and we need to find out what it is before... Before... Leo couldn't finish his sentence. The grotesque consequences of what might happen if Maya had her way could hardly be fathomed, let alone spoken. I, um, kind of wanted to play kickball, Timmy said, glancing back to the field. This was turning out to be less interesting than he'd hoped. Timmy, Leo said, exhaling and closing his eyes. (sighs) Porge could be in danger. Terrible danger. It's not dangerous, Timmy insisted. They're just doing lame stuff like talking or whatever. He said they're meeting at the park today for a picnic. Timmy giggled at how dumb this sounded, then stopped at the horror on Leo's face. So it's already gone that far, Leo said to himself. She works quickly. Okay, so be it. He grabbed Timmy's shoulder. Timmy, meet at my house after school. We're going to the park. I don't want to have a picnic, said Timmy. We aren't having a picnic, Leo snapped. We are protecting our friend. That afternoon, Timmy felt uneasy as he walked to the park with Leo. Leo seemed almost angry, and Timmy had no idea what he was angry about. Leo carried his junior espionage microphone and two big over-ear headphones, which were connected to each other and the microphone by a long wire. That's where they'll meet said Leo, indicating the picnic table next to the playground equipment. Hurry up, we don't have much time. He hid the microphone in the grass under the table, then snaked the wire over to the playground equipment. We'll hide here, he announced. What if someone wants to use the slide? Timmy asked. Leo curled himself in the upper part, arranging his headphones. They'll have to go somewhere else, he snapped. Timmy couldn't help but wonder if his best friend was okay. Leo was usually calm and thought carefully about things, then came up with cool and exciting ideas. Timmy looked at the wire that extended out the bottom of the circular slide and trailed over to the wood chips to the picnic table. Leo fiddled with controls on his orange and blue receiver, then motioned for Timmy to duck down. He pointed. Porge walked over to the picnic table. They watched him sit down and pluck at his shirt, looking over his shoulder. He held a fistful of dandelions. Ha <laughs> said Timmy. He got her flowers. Girls make boys do terrible things, said Leo gravely. Look, she's coming. He put Timmy's headphones on for him. Sure enough, there was Maya, walking down the hill to the picnic table with purpose in her step. She held her head high and tossed her hair as she sat across from Porge, then folded her hands politely in front of her. Porge thrust the flowers forward. I got you these, he grunted, as the headphones crackled to life. Timmy was impressed at how well he could hear. 
That's very nice, said Maya. She accepted the flowers. Picked them myself, Porge added. Cool. Timmy winced. This was painful. Why anyone would ever want a girlfriend, voluntarily, without any threat or torture or coercion, just willingly want one. This was beyond him. He figured girlfriends were necessary later in life, like having to buy groceries or pay bills. But to have one now, for the mere fun of it, he couldn't imagine what was going through Porge's head. Then, he remembered Leo's concern and began to understand. Maybe Porge did need their help. Where's the food? asked Maya. Food? said Porge. Uh, what food? You invited me to a picnic? she explained. Picnics normally have food. Oh, said Porge. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Um, cool. Timmy was about to suggest they reveal themselves and break everything up to spare their friend any further humiliation when Maya spoke again. I like the flowers, she said. You do? said Porge eagerly. Yellow is my favorite color. That was very sweet of you to do that. Yeah, Porge agreed. It was. There was more confidence in his voice now. Timmy could see that Leo tensed. You know, the other boys will make fun of me today, Porge said, because I have a girlfriend. Boys can be so dumb, said Maya. Leo snorted in disgust. Just then, a toddler wandered over to the slide, hoping to go down. Leo pushed him away and said to get lost. They were on serious business. Then he ducked back under the plastic cover. Sometimes they call me fat, Porridge explained, even though I tell them not to, because I'm not fat. I mean, if I was, I wouldn't care, but the problem is, I'm not. I'm not fat. He paused. Do you think I'm fat? No, Maya said. Actually, I think you're too skinny. You could use more muscle to round you out. I have muscle, Porge insisted. Yesterday, you said I was cute. You think I'm cute, right? Yes, said Maya. Do you think I'm cute? There was a pause. Sure, said Porge. Timmy wanted to vomit. This was too much, but Leo gave him a look as if to say, be strong. Timmy nodded. He understood. Leo was too selfless of a person to abandon Porge now. Do you play video games? Porge asked. Not really, answered Maya. Oh, Porge sounded disappointed. Do you? Yeah, like all the time, when my mom lets me. Cool. There was silence. Porge clearly wanted to talk more about video games. Want to hear more about video games? He asked. No said Maya. Oh. Okay. You could tell me what you did at school today. Nothing, said Porge. This was way less interesting than video games. But you go to a school with only boys, said Maya, leaning forward. What's that like? Leo grabbed Timmy's arm. He gave a significant look as if to say, I told you so. Timmy wasn't sure why this was so important. Well, it's just like other schools, Porge answered. Only sometimes, I guess it's kind of crazy. Really? Timmy could hear Maya's interest in her voice. 
Tell me more. Okay, um, like what? Tell me everything, said Maya. I want to slide now! The voice squealed right in Timmy's ear. It belonged to the same toddler from before. Leo tried to push him away again, but then they heard a much deeper voice. Let my kid, said the voice, use the slide. Leo and Timmy poked their heads out and found themselves looking up at a grumpy adult. Now, grunted the man. Timmy mumbled something about being sorry. They scrambled out and the toddler stuck out his tongue. Thanks, Dad, he said, then turned back to Leo and Timmy with one foot in the slide. Losers, he went down. The adult squinted at them as if to say he knew they were up to no good, then got in the slide and followed his kid. Both headsets were unplugged. Timmy looked at the wire at the bottom of the slide, coiled like a black snake. Get down, Leo hissed suddenly. They lay flat on the play structure. Maya and Porridge walked away from the picnic table toward the road. He could hear them now without the headphones. Hit with a shoe, said Maya, laughing. Yeah, Porridge said. But that's nothing like the trouble we got in for the SCPC. So many detentions you wouldn't imagine. You guys get detention? All the time. Like, only if you're bad. But I guess I'm pretty bad. Uh, So, you know, I get them a lot. But I just say, like, whatever and don't cry or anything. Like, even when my mom finds out and yells at me. You're so brave. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So, what's this... SCPC. Leo and Timmy army crawled along the play structure, still hidden and listening, as Porge and Maya went by. Well, Leo started it, Porge was saying. I mean, I had the idea, or like, I would have had the idea, but when he told us about it, I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So it was kind of my idea. I bet Leo has lots of ideas. Yeah, so he was president, but I was deputy marshal, which is almost as important as president. And if we kept going, I probably would have been president. See, I could have been president, but I didn't really want to because I was like, whatever, I'll just be deputy marshal because I knew that would be more fun, you know, and I like having fun. It's pretty much what I do all the time. So then I, the voices faded away as Maya and Porridge walked out of the park and into the neighborhood. Timmy heard a loud burst of girlish laughter just after they disappeared. He sat up and turned to Leo. Leo looked horrified. All his worst fears had been confirmed. I can't believe Porge is telling her everything, mumbled Timmy. Some friend. This is where it begins, said Leo, his voice hollow. He could have never been president, Timmy went on. And the SDPC was definitely not his idea. At first, he was all scared about it, remember? The SCPC is a sacred institution, said Leo in a low voice. The fact that he has openly discussed it with a... With with a... A, a girl is... He's just not thinking straight, said Timmy, shaking his head. He is most certainly not. Which is why he needs us now more than ever. Timmy was impressed. Even after hearing what they'd heard, Leo still wanted to help Porge. What a good friend. Leo, Timmy added, They were talking about you. I wonder if they're still... Get the wire, Leo interrupted. Let's go. 
They jogged down the road, ducking behind cars, until Porridge and Maya came back into sight. The two stood at a corner up ahead, Maya preparing to go left to her house, and Porridge to the right. Okay, yeah, Porridge was saying as Timmy and Leo crept into earshot. Yeah, that was fun. Really fun. Same time tomorrow, said Maya. Should work, Porridge replied. I just want to play some Fortnite after school, but I can probably squeeze you in afterwards. Thanks. No problem. You have to tell me more stories. Sure. You're such a good storyteller. I am, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you more. There was a pause. Okay, bye, said Porch. He turned to leave, but Maya touched his arm. Wait. Timmy didn't know why, but his stomach tightened. He edged closer to look and now had a full view. Maya leaned over to Porge and gave him a kiss. Just a peck, right in the middle of his left cheek. Porge stumbled like he'd been slapped. See you tomorrow, said Maya with a smile. Then she skipped away. Porge stood on the street corner, staring vacantly after her. His finger touched where he'd been kissed. Then his arm fell limp to his side. He glanced over his shoulder and all around, guilty, breathing hard. Then he took a step towards home and nearly bumped into Leo. Hello, Porge. Leo! Hey! Wow! What's up? Uh, what, what are you doing? Have a nice picnic. Um, what? Porch tried to step away. Leo stepped forward. Now Timmy came up too, unsure of what his friend would do. Your picnic, said Leo, with Maya. How'd it go? Look, Leo, Porch said quickly. We're all guys here. I mean, I mean, I don't know what you saw, but I know what I saw, said Leo. It's not my fault. Don't tell anyone. Porch was on his knees, hands clasped in front of him. Porch, it's okay, said Timmy, feeling bad. After all, it wasn't Porch's fault that Maya did what she did. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's not okay, Leo thundered. Porch, you have disgraced our class, our school, and fifth grade boys everywhere. You spoke of the SCPC. It was just a kiss, Porch sobbed. What will the others say when they hear, Leo snapped. Will they agree it was just a kiss? Please, please. Please, Porch begged and blubbered uncontrollably. I'll never live it down. Please, don't tell. Please, have mercy. Enough, said Leo. Here's what you will do. You are going to help us. Okay, okay. Anything. Maya is using your weakness to spy on us and gather information about our class. We need you to find out why she wants this information. She's... She's using me? Yes, Porge, of course she's using you. You didn't actually believe she thinks you're cute, did you? Um, Porge paused. No. Dry your tears and stand up. We have work to do. The next day, Porge waited on the street outside the park. He shifted from foot to foot and sweated through his collared shirt. Good said Leo. Because of the sweat, you can't see the walkie-talkie. Are you sure? Porge asked. I mean, the shirt's kind of sticking. What do you think, Timmy? 
Timmy didn't want any part in this. He was here only because Leo had demanded it. But Leo was acting very rude that day. Also, there was a clear rectangular outline of a walkie-talkie underneath Porge's shirt, emphasized by where it stuck in the sweaty parts. Ah, said Timmy. That was all Porge needed. He lifted his shirt and began ripping off the duct tape that connected the walkie-talkie to his torso, yelping as he did. What are you doing? snapped Leo. Get that shirt down. He pressed the duct tape back onto Porge's chest. I should have never talked to a girl, Porge moaned. This is a nightmare. You got yourself into this mess, Leo said. Let it be a lesson. I learned my lesson and I want to go home, Porge whined. Don't be fat, Leo snapped. Now, he said carefully, what are you going to say? I'm going to ask her, said Porge, cringing, why she wants this information. No, said Leo, rubbing his forehead in exasperation. Not so obvious, Porge. First, you call her cute. Call her cute a lot. That way, she'll feel comfortable and begin to reveal her plot. What kind of plot? said Timmy. That's what we're trying to find out, snapped Leo. I don't like this, said Timmy. No one asked you, said Leo. He pushed Porge forward. Timmy frowned. He did not like being treated this way, especially by his best friend. He couldn't help but think that somehow Maya was the reason for Leo's strange behavior. Girls changed something in you. It was just wrong. But Timmy had a good heart. He resolved then and there to stick with Leo because Leo was clearly going crazy and he might need help. Soon, Timmy would realize just how right he was. You're late, said Maya's voice, crackling through the walkie-talkie. Timmy joined Leo behind the tree. They had more distance with the walkie-talkies and Timmy was glad they wouldn't be returning to the slide. Leo crouched with his ear an inch from the speaker, listening intently. It's not polite to leave a lady waiting, Maya said. Oh, sorry, Porch said uncomfortably. I didn't know you were a lady. It's okay, Maya said with a laugh. I'm not. Porch joined in the laughter. He had no idea why they were laughing. You said this time you'd bring food, Maya noted. Oh, shoot said Porge. I forgot. Wait. He rummaged in his pocket. It's half a cliff bar. I was saving it for later, but if you want, uh, here. It's all melty. So you don't want it? asked Porge. No, said Maya. There was a pause. Um, well, do you mind if I? That's fine, said Maya. They heard sounds of crinkling plastic and chewing as Porge ate his bar. It seemed to strengthen him, because when he was done, his voice had more confidence. He was ready to proceed with Leo's plan. You're cute, he said abruptly. Oh, said Maya. Thank you. So cute. Thanks. Like, pretty much the cutest girl I know besides my mom. You think your mom's cute? Oh, uh, no, uh, Porch backtracked. Like, she's my mom, so I like her more than you. 
That makes sense. But I like you a lot because because you're cute. You said that already. So cute. What do you like about me? Maya asked. There was a long pause. Your cuteness, said Porge. Okay, said Maya slowly. But what about me is cute? My eyes, my hair, my laugh, the way I dress? Yeah, said Porge. That. There was another pause. So, uh, said Porge casually, why do you want to know so much about my school? Leo gave a thumbs up to Timmy, as if to say everything was going according to plan. Porge had warmed her up, and now she was off her guard. Perfect timing. Huh? said Maya. Yesterday, said Porge, yesterday you said you wanted more stories. Oh, I was just interested. Is that why you want to be my girlfriend? To find out about my school? A nearby squirrel was trying to break a nut on a small stone. This, to Timmy, was far more interesting than the warbled conversation coming through the walkie-talkie. He watched the squirrel's attempts and wondered why people had to make life so difficult. Leo, on the other hand, hadn't moved since the start of the conversation. He was still frozen over the walkie-talkie. Okay, Gordon, said Maya in a changed voice. You want the truth? The whole truth? Here it comes, whispered Leo. Yeah, uh, sure, said Porge, now somewhat nervous. This is it whispered Leo. You want to know exactly why I want to know about your school? said Maya. You listening to me? said Leo, nudging him. Tell me, said Porge. I wanted to hear about your school because there's a boy in your class that I like. No way, said Porge. Oh, said Leo. Well, more than like, said Maya. I like like him. To be honest, I was just talking to you so I could find out more about him. Who is it? said Porge, breathless. He was excited. This was way better than trying to be Maya's boyfriend. He needed to find out who she like-liked so he could make fun of him. Leo was also excited. He trembled as he held the walkie-talkie. Timmy frowned, feeling that no matter what Maya said, nothing good would come of it. I don't want to say, Maya told Porge. Come on, Porge insisted. You can tell me. We're friends. Okay, fine, said Maya, but only because you think I'm cute. <laughs> yeah, sure. What's funny? Oh, nothing. Uh, who is it? Who do you like like? The sentences came quickly now. Timmy saw that Leo was hanging on every word. You really want to know? Maya said. Yes. Promise not to tell? Yes. Pinky swear? Yes. Okay, ready? Who is it? It's Leo. There was a pause. Static came out of the walkie-talkie. Timmy turned away, not daring to look at his friend, to spare him the embarrassment. Leo? asked Porge. I like like Leo, said Maya, a lot. But he won't even talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, you're cute, but Leo, he's super cute.
<laughs> really? <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, really. I just, I don't know. I just really, really like, like him. <laughs> That's lame. <laughs> so lame. I make little pictures of us getting married with big red hearts all over them. And I write Leo plus Maya on the bottom and I put them on my wall. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's super lame. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Telling you makes me feel so free. I changed my mind about keeping it a secret. My heart is bursting with love and I need the whole world to know. I need you to tell your entire class. Please, for me. Oh, oh okay. I entire class? <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah, do that. I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell everyone. For you. And then there's this. What's this? A love letter. It's very specific. I want you to read it to Leo in front of everyone as a public declaration of my love. Will you do that right in front of the whole class, please? Yeah, sure thing. You're so brave. Yup. And before we end this little picnic, said Maya, her voice almost a whisper, Want to know something else? What? said Porge, hardly breathing. Even though I'm not sure if Leo even likes me, said Maya, I know this for a fact. He's obsessed with me. He's so obsessed that he even listens to my conversations. Tell that too. Tell it to everyone. <laughs> said Porge. That's so true. He totally does. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll tell. Thanks, Porge. You're such a good friend. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. See you later. Timmy peeked around the tree to see Maya get up from the table and strut away. Porge seemed relieved there was no goodbye kiss this time. You never could tell with girls. But then, after she was gone, he leapt up and ripped the walkie-talkie off his chest dropping it on the table. Then he ran off, laughing loudly. With a heavy heart, Timmy turned back to his friend. Clearly, Porge was lost. Leo's dignity was compromised. What would happen next? How would they stop Porge from telling everyone at school? Leo would have a plan. But the impact of Maya's words was more terrible than Timmy could have imagined. Leo leaned against the tree with the walkie-talkie in his lap. He stared straight in front of him and his eyes were glassy. Uh, Leo? Timmy said softly, knowing this must be difficult for his dear friend. He gently shook his knee. Leo, it's okay. Maybe we can talk to Porge and... Can it be true? said Leo, his voice soft and milky. Do you think she really likes me? What? said Timmy. She said it, Leo continued. She said it to Porge just now. She thinks I'm cute. No, super cute. Timmy didn't know what to say. This went beyond all his experience of life, friendship, and Leo. Wow, said Leo. Just wow. Leo, I, uh... Timmy paused. Like, you mean wow in a good way? 
To think, Timmy, said Leo, turning to him with a strange smile. To think I thought she was evil. Ha! Ha! I have to talk to her. Apologize. I must confess my feelings. All my deepest feelings. Probably not the best idea, said Timmy. I have to see her. She must know. Leo, um, what if... Timmy caught himself. He didn't know how to say it. His friend blinked back at him. What if what, Timmy? What if she's, you know, um, pranking you? Because she knew about the walkie-talkie and you listening to her. What if she wants you to think she like likes you, like, as part of her plot? Remember the plot? A shadow crossed Leo's brow. What are you saying? He demanded. I just... Timmy stuttered. I mean, all that about the love letter and Porge running away. Well, I... I, he's gonna, he, he's gonna read it, Leo, in front of the whole class. What do I care? Leo jumped to his feet. What do I care if the entire world knows of my love? Love? You mean you're like-like. Like plus like equals love, Timmy. That's how it works. I just think this is a really bad Timmy. My dear, dear Timmy, said Leo, his hand on Timmy's shoulder. I understand what's happening. You are jealous. Fear not, little Timmy. One day you too shall find love. Why are you talking like this? I feel so alive, Leo cried out, making a passing mother shield her child on the way to the playground. Leo, said Timmy sternly, trying one last time. Wasn't this exactly what you were worried about? Like, Fifteen minutes ago, Maya's evil plot to... Uh, ah! Hey! <clears throat> Leo had leapt on Timmy without warning and now grabbed him in a headlock. You take it back, he yelled. How dare you slander her good name? Evil? That woman is a saint. You said it first, Timmy choked. You... Leo stopped. He straightened and let Timmy fall, then glared at him on the ground. You are no friend of mine, he said. Farewell. Leo walked away, leaving his walkie-talkie and his friend. Farewell? Timmy sat next to the tree, his heart pounding. What Leo said hurt. It hurt bad. But he knew his friend was not well. Something had to be done. Whatever poison Maya had poured into Leo's ear, this was too far. Timmy picked himself up and decided he must take matters into his own hands. Timmy rang the doorbell at a nice house with blue shutters, two streets away from the park. An older girl answered. Hey, she said. What do you want? I'd like to speak with Maya, said Timmy bravely. Hmm, she turned away. Maya, it's a boy. The older sister walked away. Maya came down the stairs. Oh, she said. It's you, Leo's little sidekick. You know my name, said Timmy through gritted teeth. Have fun eavesdropping on my picnic, Timmy, said Maya, smiling. That was the opposite of fun. What did you do? Did I do something? She asked innocently. Leo's changed, and you need to change him back before school tomorrow, or or what? Maya interrupted. He's going to embarrass himself in front of the whole class? You, he was right. You are evil, said Timmy, shocked. 
I'm not the one that was spying, Maya snapped. And if he's so dumb to think I actually like him, that's his problem. Now, you got something else to say, or should I shut this door? I want to know, said Timmy, his voice trembling. (laughs) I want to know why you went on a picnic with Porridge. And I, I saw you, you... He couldn't bring himself to mention the kiss. It was too terrible. Maya rolled her eyes. Timmy, she said, come on. You were at the park last Thursday when we were all playing Capture the Flag and Leo got in a fight with Stacy. She cheated, said Timmy flatly. Doesn't matter what she did, Maya snapped back. Stacy is my friend and maybe she shouldn't have stepped off the jail line to be tagged, but the rules for electricity weren't clear. No, they were very... No, they weren't. That's not why I'm mad. Stacy was angry at Leo. And do you remember what he said to her? Do you? That she had to go back to jail? No. He said girls couldn't understand the rules because they got too emotional. He said girls are irrational. Timmy paused. He wished he knew what irrational meant. I think girls have normal-sized ears, he offered. Wow, said Maya. You don't even know what it means. Yeah, I do, Timmy insisted. But if you want, you could remind me. Why don't you look it up, Maya said, and learn something for once. Anyway, that's why I asked Porridge to be my boyfriend, as if I actually thought he was cute. Ha! I put up with him because I knew Leo would freak. So... After you Google irrational, when you're sitting in class tomorrow and Porge reads that love letter, I want you to look right at Leo's face. Really look at it. Then you tell me who's irrational. The door slammed. Timmy blinked. He had no idea why Maya was so mad. Leo called people names all the time. But then he remembered how strange Leo had been about Porge and Maya even before all this new craziness. There was something here he just could not wrap his brain around. Timmy's head was still spinning as he walked back onto the street. He took the walkie-talkie out of his pocket and pressed the red button to end the recording. See, the walkie-talkie also had a built-in mic. Now he had Maya on record. Hello? I'd like to speak to Leo, said Timmy, standing on Leo's front stoop. Leo's mom went to find him. He appeared a minute later, his hair messy, his shirt askew. He had a dreamy, glazed look, and his fingers were smudged with purple. What's on your hands, Timmy said. Ink, said Leo offhandedly. I've written my love a sonnet. Would you like to hear it? No, said Timmy. He realized he'd come just in time. Who knew what a sonnet was, or what other horrors Leo would think of next? Are you here to apologize? said Leo lazily. Because I don't know if I'll accept. You have insulted my lady's honor, and... Timmy held up the walkie-talkie and pressed play. After thirty seconds, Leo's expression changed. You tell no one of this, he said as they ran. No one! Five minutes later, both boys stood outside Porge's house. "'What's up?' asked Porge, answering the door with a smirk. He leered at Leo. "'Sorry, I don't know where your smoochy-woochy is.' "'My,' 
What? said Leo, his voice icy cold. You know, said Porge, losing some confidence under Leo's intense glare, but holding his ground. Your girlfriend. Give me the letter, said Leo. No way, said Porge. Just wait until I weed it to everyone and they find out about Timmy, said Leo. Play the tape. Five minutes later, the three boys sat around a candle in Porge's backyard. The letter, held between Porge's two fingers, was almost completely burned. Can't believe she didn't even think I was cute, Porge muttered. It's what girls do, Leo said simply. They get in your head. Okay, it's done, Porge said, looking at the ashes. I feel sick. Never mention this again, Leo said. Over this candle, we shall make a vow of secrecy. Deal, said Porge. Timmy nodded. He had no intention of ever telling anyone anyway. Later, as they walked home through the evening lights of the neighborhood, Leo turned to Timmy. Timmy, he said. I don't know what I would do without you. You're a good friend. Just, you know, trying to help, mumbled Timmy. Today you saved my life. I will never forget it. Leo, we didn't know what we were up against. I was proud, Timmy. I thought I was immune to the power of girls. But those who raise themselves highest have the farthest to fall. The boys reached Leo's house. Leo held out a hand. I promise it'll never happen again, said Leo. I will never, ever like a girl. Me too, said Timmy. They shook hands, then parted with light hearts. Each boy felt confident that he was wiser than he'd been that morning. Timmy forgot to look up the definition of irrational. Alright, so that was Porridge Gets a Girlfriend. Um, I'm not going to be able to do an interview today because we are running out of time. I will say one final plug for the Green Book of Stories. Please sign up to the, if you haven't already, the, on, the, on the website. You can put your, your email in when it, when it says the Green Book of Stories is coming. There's a little box. You put your email in there and then you will know the day that the Green Book is live on Amazon. You will get an email saying it's here and then you can buy it. So I hope that you get it and you read it in August because there's more Maya in there. There's more Maya versus Leo. There's a lot of Maya versus Leo. And it's good. It's funny. <laughs> Take my word for it. I'm, I'm at a point of, of uh, you know, when you, when you write a book and then you edit it and you, you end up reading it like maybe a hundred times. And so I'm at a point where I'm just like ready to not read it anymore. But I remember it being funny once. And I think when you guys read it for the first time, you're really going to like it. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. This is Tom Logano, and this is Boy Stories. I never know how to end. That sounds so weird. Okay, okay, I know how to end. For all three people that are still listening, oftentimes when I read the books, I make mistakes, and uh, these are called bloopers. And so I always go back and cut them out, but when I cut them out, sometimes I'll listen back to them and they're funny. I'll find a good blooper, and I'll put it at the end, and then that will end the podcast. Timmy rang the doorbell at a nice house with blue shutters, two streets away from the park. An older girl answered. Hey. <laughs> That's not an older girl's... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> An older man answered, hey. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <clears throat> this has been a Boy Stories podcast production written and performed by the author Tom Longano. The Red Book of Stories and the Blue Book of Stories are available on Amazon.com. You can also get signed author copies on TomLongano.com. This podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin. And if you like the podcast, please do leave a rating and a review, whether on the Apple Podcast site or if you like the stories, you can leave a rating and a review on Amazon. We read all the reviews and uh, we really, really appreciate them. Uh, please do share with friends as well. And if you have any questions uh, for Tom Langano or any of the characters and you'd like your question to be featured on a podcast, uh, you can Email Tom Longano through the contact portal on TomLongano.com. You can also record a voice message on Anchor, and then you will get your voice on the podcast. Very exciting. Thank you so much for listening. This has been so much fun for us, and we hope it is just as much fun for you. See you next time.